Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope that your day is starting off well. And if it's not, we'll do our best to change that. And if it is, well, we'll do our best not to wreck it. But uh, we are here to talk with you about all the news of the day and to get you ready for your day. Yesterday, we had some more information about the meet and greet, the listener meet and greet that we're going to have one week from today. So on Tuesday, November 21st at Knuckleheads in New Bedford, uh, the we're going to use the downstairs area, although we were told, you know, we can we can be upstairs if we need to be. But uh, I think, you know, Mike, we might get raucous. So maybe having our own area is better. But anyway, we'll be at Knuckleheads either way from five to eight. So if you want to come in and hang out with us, you're certainly welcome to. There's no pressure to, to, to buy anything. If you want to just hang out, that's cool. Uh, if you do want to have food or drink that will be available for purchase, so you can grab yourself some dinner and, you know, grab a grab a fellow listener and sit down and have dinner with them or have a drink with them or whatever. All the details are now at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. So if you need to share that with somebody or if you need that information again, it's all there for you so you'll be able to access it. So looking forward to what should be a really fun evening next Tuesday do you think it's going to be like, I, I think it's going to be like a, a an eighth grade school dance at first where everybody's kind of hanging off to the side. Nobody's really talking to each other. Nobody's really, well, we're not going to have music, so you won't be dancing. But nobody's really like doing anything at first. Everybody's kind of off in their own little corner or hanging out with the person that they came with. And then slowly the ice will break. Someone will say something to somebody and... Next thing you know, we'll all be old friends. So that's the thing. We are all old friends here. We are the WBSM family. So to hear these voices every day is to get to know these folks. And I, I wrote in the, um, in the post that I put up about it, in the article, we have people that call in every day. And if you don't hear from them, other callers call in concerned about their well-being. Other callers call in worried that there might be something wrong. Now, usually there isn't. Usually it's people are busy. They, they're working a different shift. They don't have time to call in. Or maybe they've been calling in, but it's a different show than the, the person might have been listening to. But this is a chance to kind of get to know each other and, and put a face to the voice. And I got to tell you, I'm looking forward 
to putting faces to some of the voices. Some of you I've met over the years at different things that we've done. Met a bunch of great listeners at the Grand Tasting over at Stevie's on Saturday. And then the previous tasting before that, 50s night. I've run into folks in Market Basket. And it's, it's always a great conversation. So don't be afraid to talk to anybody that shows up next Tuesday, November 21st. So I'm looking forward to getting out there. It's been a while since I've been to Knuckleheads, too. It's been a while since I've gone there and had dinner or had drinks because we used to have wrestling events at the, um, the gymnastics place right across the street. The House of Bricks wrestling organization that I was the ring announcer for, they would have shows over there and I would pop in at Knuckleheads and have a beer or two before I went home if I had the time. We actually had the first ever Spooky South Coast anniversary party there. Actually, the only anniversary party we ever had. We, we had a first anniversary party. And then we always said after that, we're going to do one this year. And then we never did. We didn't do it for five. We didn't do it for 10. We didn't do it for 15. We probably won't do it for 18. I think maybe when we get to 20. If we get to 20. But I've been joking that, uh, you know, coming up in January, that show is legal. It'll be 18. I'm going to kick it out of the house and make it go off and live on its own and see how it likes it. But maybe when it gets to 20, we'll have to celebrate it. Anyway, so you heard Ariel with some of the details of that case of the aunt and the mother in Seekonk that are facing charges in relation to the burns on the four-year-old girl. And I I said we were going to get some more details. (sighs) And I said we probably won't want to know those details when we get them. We're going to be sorry that we got them. And that's, that's certainly the case. I mean, everybody wants to know what happened. But I, I think that it's even more heartbreaking when you hear it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're listening to the, the prosecution or the defense in this case. Both situations are horrible. And both situations, whichever one you choose to believe, both ended up with this child still not getting medical care for 17 hours. And the facts just don't line up. So the mother is charged with reckless endangerment of a child. And I, uh, what was the other charge? Reckless endangerment of a child and permitting substantial injury to a child. And she is... She, she had her bail set at $25,000 and can't have any contact with her daughter. And she has to surrender her passport because... She is a native of Haiti and the child's father still lives there. So they thought that she might be a flight risk. So they took away her passport. The aunt had an additional charge added on to the charges already announced. It was already announced that there was reckless endangerment of a child, permitting substantial injury to a child and assault and battery on a child with substantial injury. They also added a charge of mayhem. 
and she was ordered held without bail. Now, what the aunt is claiming happened. So the mother was not home at the time of the incident, which is something that we suspected was probably the case. The mother and the child live with the aunt and her family. There's also another family that lives with them as well. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not uncommon for the aunt to be watching the daughter or other family members to be watching the daughter while the mother's at work or what have you. While she was watching the child, she claims that the child fell into a fire pit for a few seconds. And that's how the burns got on the child's body. The aunt said that they didn't take her to the hospital or call for an ambulance or anything because the child did not appear to be in pain. It wasn't until they gave the child Pedialyte and the child threw up the Pedialyte that they called. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know very many four-year-olds that pride themselves on their high tolerance for pain. I don't know very many four-year-olds that you'll say, are you sure it doesn't hurt? And they'll, you know, be sitting there with tears in their eyes be like, no, no, I got this. I'm pretty sure that the child was in pain and the child probably had no qualms about letting people know that she was in pain. When the mother came home, and I, I, you know, I forgive me if the details are a little graphic for you early in the morning, but it's important for you to know all the, all the details of the case. When the mother came home, the child already had liquid-filled blisters on her skin. Now, I've been burned many times. Not by my mother and my aunt. But in my work as a cook. I suffered many burns over the years, hot frying oil splashing on me, uh, burning myself on a hot pan. The worst I ever got was when I was scrubbing the grill and our boss would never get like the brick that you use to hold the screen on the grill or the handle that you can use to hold the screen on the grill. For those unfamiliar, you know, stainless steel flat top grill, you've got to take these these screens, these little pieces of it looks like a window screen, only it's thicker. And you use that to scrub the grill to get everything off the grill to get it down to its, you know, stainless steel base again. And there are bricks that you can buy and like these like sponge type things that you can buy and handles that you can buy. All of these things designed to make it so that when you scrub that, it protects your hands from sliding across the grill. In addition to gloves that you can buy and all kinds of other precautions. Our boss didn't do that. He bought just the screens and said, throw a couple rags on top of it and use some elbow grease. And there was one particular time where, and it would, you know, it wouldn't always work. If the grill got dried out, it would catch that screen. Your hands would slide off the rag and you'd burn yourself. And there was one day where I put my hands across that entire grill because you couldn't do it when the grill was cold or else the stuff wouldn't come off. The grill still had to be on when you were scrubbing it. So you would have it on. You would scrub it all down really fast, wipe it dry, and then 
paint it with a layer of vegetable oil, rub that in with a rag to seal it, and then turn it off. So my hands went across the grill and I burned myself pretty badly. And I didn't, I didn't go to the hospital. And I had ridden my bike to work because I only lived like two miles away. So I used to ride my bike every day. And I'm going down and I'm trying to hold one handlebar with one hand while I'm holding the other hand out to try to cool it down. And I'm just in agony. And by that point, I had calluses built up and, you know, so I can just tell you. And I, and my hands bubbled up very quickly, within minutes. They were blistered. So this was a pretty severe burn. And I don't care. If, I don't care if a four-year-old falls into a fire pit. I'm not waiting for them to tell me it hurts before I bring them to the hospital. I'm bringing them to the hospital right away and I'm saying, listen, I own this. I wasn't paying attention. She fell into the fire pit. Anything that happens to me is secondary right now. Let's just take care of her. And that, so that's, that's going off the aunt's story, what the defense is claiming happened. In actuality, or I shouldn't say in actuality because nothing's proven, what the prosecution is saying actually happened is that the child was hit with a scalding liquid. And the child told people in the hospital that the aunt poured hot liquid onto her. Now, when the child is saying this, a four-year-old who... You know, let's face it, not every four-year-old can tell the truth. But very few four-year-olds actually lie, if that makes sense. They don't, they don't give you the actual facts of the event, but they're not making it up either. Like, they're four years old. They think that that's what happened. But the doctors, and this is why it took so long, why we waited over a month for these arrests and for the investigation to conclude, these doctors stated that the burns are consistent with a hot liquid being poured onto the body. So you have doctors that are backing up what this child says versus the aunt who says she fell in a fire pit and she wasn't in pain, so I didn't feel the need to bring her to a medical facility. And by the way, the aunt's occupation, she's a nurse. So she should know that any kind of burn should be attended to. The child has had to undergo skin grafts, multiple skin grafts since this incident. So pretty sure those burns were severe enough that you should have taken her to the hospital no matter what. I don't like to convict people before they have their day in court, before they have their trial. I've been trained to be careful about that. But I don't see how these women, maybe the mother doesn't have to 
face as serious of a of a sentencing because again she wasn't home her only crime was leaving the child in the care of the aunt who apparently didn't properly take care of her but i don't think it was the mother's intention for the child to get hurt the other part of it is when the mother did come home she went along with the plan to not call the doctors to not call an ambulance to take her sister the nurse's word for it. So that's where she'll suffer the most consequences. Had she come home, realized what happened, taken the child to the hospital, I think she would have walked away from this. But because she went along with that plan of not calling anybody, she will suffer serious consequences as a result. 508-996-0500. I've got to take my first break of the morning. We'll be back in a few moments. Welcome back in. Jeff in Fall River says via app chat. Good morning, Tim. Regardless, the poor child should have been immediately transported to a hospital. Little girl fell into a fire pit. Are you kidding me? Right. No matter what you were saying happened, you that child needed medical attention. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I was watching Channel 12 at 4 o'clock yesterday, and they said the aunt is not a nurse. She's a caregiver. Okay. In so, in some of these stories, yeah, it says it says that she works as a nurse. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, oh. either way, I mean, yeah. how much medical oh, my background God. do you need all, to know? That's how that little girl screamed. Oh, my God. I'm just going to think about it. I mean, even if she didn't, even if she didn't scream, even if she was, you know, saying she wasn't in pain, you know better than a four-year-old child. Of course. I don't know why they hide something like that. It's an accident. It was unless she did it purposely, but that's awful. Well, it sounds like that's the case. It sounds like she did it on purpose. I know it. I know it. Okay. Have a good day. You as well. Bye-bye. And uh, 508-996-0500, that is the number to call in with that. And I, I do think that that's... That's what had happened here. I mean, I again, I don't want to convict anybody until they've they've had their trial, but it sounds to me like she scalded this girl in some way. Now, whether or not it was intentional, whether it was, you know, maybe she was, uh, you know, cooking a pot of spaghetti and the girl was running around, slammed into her, and next thing you know, the pot of water goes all down her. It, it, no matter what happened, you take care of the child. You bring the child to a medical facility. Anybody that's had a kid realizes that every time they hurt themselves, you think the worst. No matter what they think, you think the worst. When I was, uh, well, when, when my son was young, when he was like maybe, I don't know, four or five himself, he would come running out of his room with a cape on and with a Batman mask on. And he would say, I'm Batman. And what that meant was he was ready to kick my butt. And I would go into my room with him and we would jump on my bed and I would let him just, you know, whatever Batman game he wanted to play, I'd be the Joker, I'd be the Riddler, whoever he wanted to be. And he was just going to beat me up. And there was, you know, 
a few times when he'd be beating me up where he might kick me or punch me and then be like, ah, and like start crying. And I'd be like, are you okay? My first thought is, oh my God, he broke his hand punching me. How do I explain that one? You know, he broke his hand punching me, but he was fine. He, but I, I immediately thought the worst, even though I just felt a five-year-old's punch in my back and knew it didn't have enough force to break anything. Didn't even break the skin. Didn't even hurt. But he's screaming, and I'm thinking the absolute worst, knowing in this in this scenario that there's no way he actually got hurt, or else we wouldn't be playing the game to begin with. But you're just your mind immediately goes to it, and instead, this aunt's mind was, well, she says she's okay, so she must be okay. Her skin is bubbling. She has actual blisters on her skin. You waited until you gave her Pedialyte and she threw it up to think that there was something wrong. So I don't, I don't know how you get away with any of this. Just insane. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in your thoughts via app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, you can read more about it. Uh, online at uh, WBSM.com and on the app. And, of course, you can also read more about our listener meet and greet. Don't forget that that is up there. It's actually, when you go to the website, it's right up there on the top next to your chance to win Beach Boys tickets and Chelsea Handler tickets, which we will give away a pair of each later on today. And uh, actually, we'll give away two pairs of tickets to the Beach Boys. And I'll let you know who won yesterday. So uh, we'll we'll get into that too. I just haven't had a chance to send those things, the, the information out yet, but we'll get to the, all that out to you today because the show is Thursday. We want you to be able to get your tickets in time. Right now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. President Biden will meet face-to-face with the Chinese president in San Francisco Wednesday. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters Monday the two leaders will discuss some of the most fundamental elements in the relationship between Washington and Beijing. The Biden administration is emphasizing Israel must not reoccupy Gaza when the conflict between Israel and Hamas comes to an end. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller told reporters today there should be no reoccupation or reduction in Gaza territory. This comes after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel will retain overall security control in Gaza. Several National Guard units will assist D.C. police with today's March for Israel rally on the National Mall. About 60,000 people are expected for today's rally, which is scheduled to begin at at 1 o'clock. The president of the United Autos Workers Union is headlining a Democrat-controlled hearing Tuesday to talk about the resurgence of unions. UAW President Sean Fain will discuss the role of unions in Senator Bernie Sanders' committee. The man known as the QAnon shaman who took part in the 2021 U.S. Capitol riot is now running for Congress. Jacob Chansley filed paperwork to run as a libertarian candidate in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Chansley was sentenced to 41 months in prison in 2021. More than 55 million Americans will travel 50 miles or more for Thanksgiving this year. That's according to a AAA projection. It's an increase of a little more than 2% from last year and the third highest forecast for the holiday since AAA began tracking it in 2000. 
In sports, the Celtics extended their winning streak to three games after blowing out the Knicks 114-98 to at TD Garden. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 35 points to go along with six rebounds and seven assists. Jalen Brown chipped in with 22 points and Kristaps Porzingis scored 21 of his own. Tomorrow night, Boston will visit the Philadelphia 76ers at Wells Fargo Center. The Patriots are moving on from a young member of their secondary and has waived second-year cornerback Jack Jones. Jones was noticeably disengaged with his teammates during their loss to the Indianapolis Colts in Germany. He was seen sitting on the bench with the towel draped over his head while other reserves stood on the sidelines ready to play. On November 4th, Jones had also missed a curfew the night before the Pats played the Washington Commanders. The Patriots are currently lost last in the AFC East with a record of 2-8. And after falling to the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday, Boston is visiting the Buffalo Sabres tonight. It will be the first of three meetings between the Bees and Sabres during the regular season. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. There is the potential for black eyes over much of Providence County. We're also seeing visibility at times down to zero. So just be careful out there. Take it easy. Temperatures in the mid to upper 30s as we head into the afternoon. Cool and breezy conditions, mix of sun and clouds. Temperatures around 50 overnight, mostly clear around 30. And then for tomorrow, sunny upper 40s, a warming trend by the end of the week. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. to take me home just take me to knuckleheads a week from tonight so we can all hang out together and uh, all the details for that are at wbsm.com and on the app i'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you out there saw a lot of likes on that post on on facebook on the wbsm facebook page i'm hoping that means a lot of you will come out and take part and uh, and be part of what will be the first ever listener meet and greet at least as far as i know and then the first of what i hope will be many but we can make this kind of a semi-regular occurrence where we can get together every, you know, maybe every few months or so. Maybe uh, always at Knuckleheads, maybe at different restaurants, maybe different places that we have seized the deals for and things like that. A way to kind of all be able to get together 
and feel like we're family. And you know, one place where you always will feel like your family, if you're looking for a great place to go out and have some breakfast, just another Phoenix on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. That is the place where it really does feel like a family because you're going to see some familiar faces each time you go in. Of course, you're going to see Lisa, the owner and her staff. You're going to be able to sit down at the counter if you want, talk with the cook as he's making your breakfast. The grill is right there in front of everybody. Such a unique and neat thing. You really don't see a lot of that anymore. You know, there was a time when, when the diners didn't have a kitchen attached to them. All the cooking was done right there. And unfortunately, it's a lost art because they needed more space. They needed to put in different things. So they would all build on kitchens in the back. But there was a time when it was all done on a flat top grill right in front of everybody. And at Just Another Phoenix, they still do it that way. I always wanted to, to do that when I worked at the diner I worked at. I always wanted to get that grill on front resurrected and cook out there. And the boss would always say, no way. Anybody heard the way your mouth goes when you're cooking? No. Everybody would leave. Like, wait, you go out there and do the same thing. You don't have to worry about that, though. It's just another Phoenix because they're, they're professionals and they do a great job. And it's so much fun to see the cook preparing your food right there. But if you don't want to sit over at the counter, there's plenty of tables. You can sit by yourself or bring your friends or your family or whoever and have a great start to your day. Maybe you can't do all that. Maybe you don't have that kind of time. They figure that out as well. They know that you probably have a lot of things you got to run around and do, especially on a day like today. That's why you can get their whole menu through their drive-thru window. You pull up, there's a big, beautiful new board with all of their, their meals there, and you can order whatever you want. So you're not just limited to, to sandwiches and bagels and muffins and donuts. No, no. At Just Another Phoenix, when you go through that drive-thru window, you're getting omelets, pancakes, French toast, everything that you can imagine. Real full breakfast that will fill you up and get you ready for your day. And today is Tuesday, so seniors get free coffee with their breakfast. Check them out. Follow them on Facebook. When you go on Facebook, you can always get all their specials and all the latest news. And uh, check them out on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth. Just another Phoenix restaurant. All right, 508-996-0500. That's the number to call me. We are, we're talking about the further details that emerged in the case of the Seekonk aunt and mother who are charged in the, the burning, the apparent scalding of a four-year-old girl. The aunt claims she fell into a fire pit. The prosecution suggests that she was actually burned with hot liquid. The doctors say that it appears that she was burned with hot liquid. The four-year-old girl says that she was burned with hot liquid. So I don't think this bodes well for the aunt. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, so the, the Seekonk ladies, was it found that they were high? Were they on drugs? Uh, no, no indication of that. Nobody's reported that. I mean, it was 17 hours after this happened. So if they were at the time... You know, they might not have been at the, uh, by the time the authorities showed up. I mean, they could obviously do a, they could still, I mean, they could still do a blood test on, on them if they, if they believe that, I don't even, you know, for you not to realize or think that uh, those burns are, are serious for 17 hours, but, ah, 
I, I don't. I didn't think it was that that bad. Well, I think it's more likely that the aunt caused the burns and then tried right. to tried to cover it up. Right, like scalding water, like pouring boiling water. Like it might have been an accident, for all we know. Mm-hmm. It could have been. It could have been an accident. You know, you know, boiling water. Pot, you know, making spaghetti, and she dumped it on the kid by accident. You know, spilled it on the kid. The kid was around. You don't know. If they were high and did that, their immediate reaction was, I got to hide this somehow because, one, I got, I have drugs in the house. I have drugs in my system. Yes, this boiling incident was an accident, but now I got to hide other stuff. And that, that's why I'm not going to tell them. Well, I would think you know, if, that's why I'm not going to report it. I would think if that was part of this, that it would have come out um, either in the original press release from the DA's office or in the arraignment yesterday, that it would have been, it would have been brought up. Yeah. That's just that's insane. That's insane. There's, there's got to be something wrong with with the with the women. It's got to be, like mentally, for for you to do that. You know, if this was intentional, and and that child, I mean, the child's going to be able to speak. How old is the child? Four years old. Well, yeah, she'll be able to. I don't know if it's it's, it's you know admissible in court, but at least you'll be able to. She'll be able. To, oh, so what happened? And then the child can actually say what actually happened. You know, and kind of get get down to the, uh, you know, down to the facts of of the matter. But do do these people have like a past history? Any any record? Uh, they do, like a first time incident. Yeah, they do not have criminal records, according to the reporting. Wow, I mean, it's it's amazing to me that they go seventeen hours without, you know, calling the police. You know, my, my son, when he was small, he burned his hands. We had a, a pellet stove, mm-hmm. and uh, he ran toward the pellet stove and put his hands right on the glass. Immediate. Boom. Put his hands on the glass. His, his hands swelled up like freaking water balloons with the, with the blisters. You meet, obviously, immediately go to, the, go to the hospital. When you see blisters, you know that... You know, there's something serious going on. Those are the second and third degree burns, like the like the report says. And then uh, the fact that the, those ladies didn't think that was serious enough. What now? The, the burns were they all over the body? Or was it just an, a little spot? They, they said over large portions of her body, and the the doctors said that it was consistent with uh, liquid being poured. So yeah. So so boiling water. So something like boiling water spilled on the child. They they got nervous. They didn't want to. Um, you know, get in trouble. You know, maybe they're, I don't know. Right. Like, I mean, this, maybe, they, uh, maybe they were so nervous that they didn't want to report it, even though it was an accident. I, I think our but, natural tendency is to assume nefarious and evil intent with something like this because it's just so horrific. But this yeah. could also be a case of, you know, the cover-up is worse than the crime, where uh, as bad as the crime is. But this could just be a matter of, you know, this accident happened. It was unintentional. But they panicked. They and the, and the mother's thinking to herself, "Oh my gosh!" The aunt, I mean, is thinking to herself, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my kids here over this." And right. so she might have just panicked and said, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay." She says she's okay. We don't need to do anything. She says she's okay. We can handle this with some, you know, some uh, some topical cream and and right. uh, you know, and and I think that it, it could very well be as simple as that. But well, that would be that would be the initial reaction. But then you know, two hours later, three hours later, when she's covered in blisters, you got to bring her to the hospital. And that's what got me thinking maybe there was something they were trying to cover up that didn't have to do with the actual burning. 
It had to do with them themselves that they were could, would be exposed in the investigation, like drug use. That's what, that was my initial thought. Like, all right, so it, it was an accident. They were boiling water for spaghetti. The kid was behind them. They spilled the water on the kid. But they're high. They were just doing a bunch of drugs. All these drugs on the table. I, I, I don't know, because if, if the aunt works as a caregiver, I don't know what the standards would be for that. I don't know if she would be drug tested at work. I don't know if uh, it would be, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know if that would be something so the, that would be. So the aunt's the caretaker, not the mother? No, the aunt works as a caretaker. Oh, 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 I, I was, all right, all right. So that, that was my misunderstanding. I thought maybe the, the aunt was. I mean, in this particular case, it, it sounds like, yes, the, the aunt was taking care of the child while the mother was out. But the okay. aunt works right. as, so as, then, a, yeah. as a care, not, as a caregiver. No, like, she wasn't the the caregiver like the the child was given was, to her, like had custody. No, she was not. She was not the legal guardian of the child. No. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's. They just all lived in the same house. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever with that, but I, it just seems. That I still, I'm, I'm going to stand by that. There was, there's got to be something that they were trying to hide from the authorities. Uh, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it was intentional. I think this was actually a mistake. It was an accident. But because it was an accident, I think that um, they were trying to hide something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. now now you're in a world of hurt because you didn't come forward and, and come clean about right. it in the beginning. So Yeah, that, that child needs to be taken away from, from those people anyways because they, they tried to, again... Two to three hours, 17 hours. I mean, this child is in blisters, water blisters all over her body. Well, she you she know? she has been at least. So the, the aunt is being held without bail, so they're not going to have any contact. But the mother's been ordered to have no contact with the child. Yeah, there's, there's, something, there's something definitely nefarious going on. I don't, like, I, I, I'll stand by it until I'm, I'm corrected by the report that there's, there's drugs involved. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll find out, I'm sure. Right, you will. You as well. All right. We are going to take a break here. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. And 508-996-0500. Don't forget to get on over to WBSM.com and the app. Enter for your chance to win tickets to, if you're in the mood for some comedy, coming up on Sunday, Chelsea Handler, live at the Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Providence. We're giving away a pair of tickets to see that show each day this week. And then also, today we're giving away two pairs of tickets to see the Beach Boys Thursday night at the Providence Performing Arts Center. 
Now, there are still tickets available for sale for both of those shows. If you don't want to wait around to try to win and you want to just go and buy tickets, you can check those both out at WBSM.com. Each one of those stories has a link in it to buy the tickets. But if you want to enter to win, it also has the form for you to fill out with all your information, and we will draw winners today. And uh, today is the last day to win those Beach Boys tickets, but then we'll have those Chelsea Handler tickets for you for tomorrow at least as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to think what I'll have to do is I'll have to give away a bunch of them tomorrow because uh, I'll be out Thursday and Friday and I'm not going to leave that on Jack's Blaine. He's going to have enough to do filling in for me. So, but um, I'll be back on Monday and of course I'll be there Tuesday for the listener meet and greet. Just going to go out to Detroit real quick and investigate the Eloise Asylum and then I'll come back and tell you all about it next week. But it should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Got a lot of people from this area who are going out there to take part in that event. So be like a little vacation for everybody, a little two or three day vacation in Detroit. But we're outside of Detroit. We're in we're outside of Detroit, so it'll be a little bit better. But maybe maybe get on over to that M M&M and M restaurant, and get some mom spaghetti. Maybe uh, go on over to the pawn shop from Hardcore Pawn. That's like the only thing that I want to do. Stephanie and Scott, I'm going with them. They, uh, they Stephanie said we have a rental car that we'll get at the airport to get us to the hotel and to get us to the asylum. I know them. They're going to sleep in on Friday morning before the event. They're not going to get up until like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to try to take the rental car and go out to that pawn shop. See if I can meet Les Gold and Seth Gold and Ashley Gold and any of the other ones that might be there. Anyway, I got to take one final break this hour. We'll be back in.